This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. I, I have a gentleman sitting in front of me that I've known since he was just a little bitty fella. But you, um, I, I was trying to place who you remind me of, Nate Williams, right now. Uh oh. <laughs> and and uh, I guess Jeremiah Johnson. Is that right? Yeah, you, you look just like Jeremiah Johnson. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Can you tell I don't me either. <laughs> I'm here, by the way, too. This is Ronnie Martin. <laughs> yeah, who was this guy now? Uh, uh, Nate, tell me who you brought with you this <laughs> This is, uh, I, I don't know if you've met him before. It's Ronnie Martin, uh, uh-huh. elected city councilman, uh, advocate for the Parks Department. So, mm. uh, yeah, we're uh, glad to have him with us this morning. Oh, come on. <laughs> don't give me that crap, Nate. I appreciate that, Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Nate, yeah. he is an advocate for the entire city. I agree. And I have never seen one who put so much time in because he has an, a, another important uh, job. He, he's, he's over at Pinnacle, sure. vice president. And he, he got a lot of our small businesses through this pandemic uh, that was going on and i appreciate what you did uh ronnie and you're at one time you told me that you were going to have each department head mm-hmm. uh, from the city government mm-hmm. to uh come in and explain a lot of the things that are going on and uh, w- one of the things that i have found that's most important about that there after you have Somebody like Nate, who, who is over Parks and Recreation, uh, there's not as many questions that the citizens in Murfreesboro have to offer a- after that time. And, and I, I am so proud of just about, not all of them, but mm-hmm. I am so proud of most of the people that you've got that are leading the city in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what helps us is when, when you know, Ronnie, when, when Ronnie was running, yeah, uh, and he would ask questions, really relevant questions, and come and listen, and, and yeah. really soak in, kind of to get a full understanding of how it works. And so many people don't understand, you know, the function of each department, the yeah. role, and the responsibility. So we've always, you know, appreciated that. And even now, if there's a question, you know, Ronnie will pick up the phone and call, and we can have that conversation about it. And you can always know that he's going to have just a full perspective of what's going on. You know, so parks and recreation is pretty complicated right now, isn't it, Nate? Yeah, you, a, you have so many things to offer. Yeah, we've got a we've got a whole litany of things, and it's been an interesting four months. You know, we yeah. shut down our indoor facilities for two months completely, which was difficult. You know, we've yeah. got a department of about 365 employees. Wow. Um, and, and we, you know, we made some shifts immediately in the shutdown to be able to shut down our facilities and come up with plans and 
clean those facilities and do everything we can and keep people productive, you know, and be able to engage people when they do come back. And we open those facilities back up. And I can't tell you how proud I am of our staff throughout this process. You know, we're using this time. That's what with our leadership team. I'm working with them now of, you know, everybody's busy. We're, we're, we're open. We've got things going on. In a lot of ways, it's better than ever because we're leaner, we're meaner. You know, our facilities are clean. Uh, they're safe. They're fun. Uh, but now we're looking at, you know, what does it look like for us on the other side of this? You know, let's, 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 you know, stop sustaining. We can do that. Let's figure out what it looks like and what we can offer coming on the other side of this. That's different. <coughs> Even be more relevant and, and provide more, you know, need, you know, fulfill more needs for people in the community. Yeah. All the information that you get as far as, let's say, about the virus, which that's affected it more than any, anything that I can imagine. Um, it, it, it. All the uh, information that you get is not consistent. Yeah. It, it, it changes, it seems like, from day to day. Um, but you have to have some common sense, too, uh, besides the information that you get. It's supposed to be technical or, sure. or medical or wh whatever. Uh, how, do, how do you do that? Yeah, for us, it, it, you know, it, there's no right answer in this. You know, yeah. what we've learned... You know, my mission and my goal through all this is, you know, people just need leadership. So we want to lead yeah. our staff through this, and that's the best we can. There's uh, any decision you make on opening, closing, anything, you know, some people are not going to be happy about it. Some people are. So we have to make the best decision we can. So all of the decisions that we've made for Parks and Recreation have been discerned from advice from our local health department mm -hmm. in combination with the Tennessee Pledge in combination with the CDC guidelines and then uh, the, the federal government's opening guidelines. So we take all of that that sometimes contradicts each other and we say, okay, here's all the information we have at hand. This is how we can apply that to Parks and Recreation in Murfreesboro. You know, one thing that I'm very proud of through this whole thing is that at the very beginning we said we're not going to close the greenway, we're not going to close open spaces, we're not going to close trails. People need that, you know, and that's inherently safe. Mm -hmm. And that common sense <coughs> takes over. Yeah, in so even though there were communities pushing for that, there were organizations pushing for that, people needed that. And we've heard just, uh, you know, resounding uh, just gratefulness that we didn't close those things down. So it's like I've said through this whole thing to our staff, when we were in the thick of this thing, I said, you know, people are seeing, if you imagine, just kind of a curtain on a stage, you know, a lot of people didn't understand all the offering that the community has when it comes to parks and recreation, the facilities that we have. We've got over 1,200 acres, you know, so wow. um, that's active spaces. Mm -hmm. We've got about 2,000 acres total, but, you know, we, we peeled back the curtain just a little bit, and they saw, you know, just a small portion of what we have and, the, you know, the opportunities that they have to engage. And I said, you know, what we're going to be able to do is slowly pull that back and show everybody the full offering, and I think people are seeing that. You know, people are out getting mountain bikes. They're out getting kayaks and doing all these things that you know we love to hear because we have spaces like that fortunately because we're supported by a council who understand the benefits of parks and recreation understand how we you know operate uniquely from a parks and recreation department from other communities and then um, an administration that supports what we do as well uh, i do want to say i i, I um, made the mistake of not uh saying hi to your mama lisa <laughs> And she has, I, she's the one that I've talked about before, that she has the most beautiful voice I have ever heard in my life. I could sit there uh, and just listen to her yeah. for hours. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it, it just calms me down. Mm. And she did my mama's uh, funeral, and she did Jackie's funeral, and, and, and she's just uh, uh, one of those, I don't like the word classy because it really, it, 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 it 
it doesn't seem to fit except for the fact that she's one of those ladies that is a true southern belle and and, and when you're around her she just uh, she like i said before her her she just calms me down yeah not mind. many can people can do that <laughs> it's saying a lot right yeah it is <laughs> Yeah, I told my mom where I was coming this morning. She wanted me to tell you hi. You know, I'm, like you said, we've known each other forever since I yeah. was before I even remember. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's You've a great family that you have. Well, now she's known as Granny. That's her. That's her m- most famous title. Her official title. Yeah, yeah. I've got three kids, and then uh, I've got she, five. She allowed the name to be Granny. Granny. That's what she is. Gosh, all my bunch. They had to have some kind of made-up yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, uh, well. I can go all the way back to my <laughs> great grandparents and stuff like that. They yeah. they had special names, Mama MacFarlane, and mm, yeah. it, it, as you, you know, as you separate, uh, as you come down the uh, the tree. All right, Ronnie, I, we have completely left you out. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, and, Council. And, it's and, easy and, to be and, overshadowed by Nate. So. And, and you asked me before we ever got on the show. Yeah. You, you said, now, I have always been on the other side, but I want to be the MC this morning. Okay. And um, you know more about uh, parks and recreation and all those particular things. Is, is there any way that you can rate the importance of each department or, or is there any special uh, group that that um, I, I know you got the police department and you got the fire department, but what Nate offers in, in the park and recreation is the joy yeah. of being in Murfreesboro. It, it, you know, it, it's really interesting. Nate mentioned, uh, and I I think I may have said this on a previous show, but Nate mentioned, you know, the offerings that we have in Parks and Rec and how dealing with COVID-19 over the past few months has really opened some people's eyes to that yeah. because the city, you know, through through Nate's leadership and, and uh, the city leadership team really wanted to keep those open spaces open. Well, I started using the green spaces more because I can go, we can go to the gym, right? So yeah. for a period of time, the gym was closed. And I was very angry about I that. I was too. And I understood why, yeah. but you know, nobody likes their routine to be messed with. Sure. And so, you know, we had to adjust, but um i got my mountain bike out that i'd had you know hanging in the garage for a long period of time and really didn't use very often and so i spent a lot of time on the barfield trail on the greenways um you know to give me a place to go i took my family out there Mm -hmm. and it was just eye-opening to see how many people use those resources yeah uh, that you don't think about right so you don't see that people don't send emails to say thanks for having at least they don't send them to me they don't they may send them to nate but thanks for the greenway, thanks for the parks, thanks for the commitment to the green spaces, for the activities. You know, people just, I think, sometimes kind of take those things for granted. I think they're very appreciative for them. But the uh, the gesture of stopping and acknowledging that and, and showing gratitude is just probably something we all sort of take for granted. I mean, I I was amazed by it, and I didn't send Nate an email and tell him how great it was and how much I loved it, you know, whatever. But I think what's unique about Murfreesboro is you know, we have had a, uh, and Nate can tell this story better than I can, uh, a commitment to Parks and Rec forever here. I mean, that's yeah. been a priority in our city. 
And so one of the things that has been, I think, challenging as we work through some financial issues in the city, as we talk about growth, as we talk about infrastructure, Parks and Rec is really easy to kind of beat up on sometimes because we talk about the amount of resources they get. And they I can never talk. beat up on them. Well, it, it, I, think do. Do. I, I think they're almost perfect. <laughs> You, you didn't catch that cough, I know. It I, came right straight over here to right. me. I'm sorry, I tried, I did the best I could. Yeah, but, okay. But you've got the antibodies, so you're in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. actually, uh, I'm supposed to be immune. Is that right? If you I don't it and know. You, and you, you hear something it? different every I'm day. I'm not yeah. Dr. Martin, so yeah. I, I, I do the best I can to be banker and councilman. So Yeah, uh, have you noticed that this whole time he said, hadn't said anything about you, Nate? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I this was... This is really I, all about me. I, yeah, I, I want to say me. when I was out there um, at uh, the park at Barfield, uh -huh. uh, y'all got that runs along the greenway uh, over there. And it, it seemed like that place was just packed more yeah. than it ever has been. It seemed like people were enjoying that particular uh, gift that you guys have given everybody. And But I saw Ronnie riding his bicycle. <laughs> And he had a little sign on his back, uh, city councilman, uh -huh. and and, and, and we were so happy to to uh, to uh, be able to offer you uh, this gift from the city of Murfreesboro. <laughs> from Ronnie with love. Yeah, from Ronnie Just with from me. love. I, I, I get all the credit. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it, it, obviously, that's not right. Well, you bring a, a good point. We just opened up technically. I know people have been using it for months, but phase four of the Greenway, mm -hmm. uh, which runs. Right now, from Highway 99 to Barfield Crescent Park, and until yeah. we finish that T-Dot bridge, it's just going to be that section. But we can't wait. Hopefully, in December, they finish that bridge work, and we can open it up. So you'll be able to go to from Cannonsburg, you know, all the way to Barfield Park, or yeah. from Thompson Lane all the way to Barfield Park. So we just took that over. We're making some improvements from, you know, a long-term two-year construction progress mm -hmm. project to that. So we're going to... Our guys are really working hard to enhance the aesthetics of that. But I think people like having that open. Nate, yeah. talk about how big Parks and Rec is in terms of city employees, overall operating budget, to kind of show the resources that we yeah. put into that. You know, there, like you said, there's always been a focus uh, of making and providing, you know, quality, uh, you know, parks and leisure service opportunities to the residents of Murfreesboro and the visitors to Murfreesboro. And it's mm -hmm. a huge deal, you know. So much of uh, our tourism dollar, dollars are, are stemmed from tournaments and other things that come into town, our cultural, cultural heritage elements. But um, as far as size, uh, Parks and Recreation is the third largest department in the city uh, from a personnel and then budget standpoint. You had mentioned that earlier. Ronnie wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it up. So, I wanted yeah, to yeah. say it. <laughs> so we're well supported, and we try to do that in, in the most fiscally responsible way we can. We understand where we stand. You know, we, we, we understand where, where, where we are in the pecking order of things. Do you, have, have, do you have any type of books there at, at your department that relates to the history of how it got started? Because I, I remember most of them. Uh, yeah. in my days. You know, I started with uh, Dennis Rainier, and you know, everybody yeah. knows the history. We, Parks and Recreation Department technically started back in the 40s with just a couple of programs. Ray, du Ray Duffy, everybody yeah. remembers Ray yeah. Duffy. Ray Duffy came in from the Northeast. Uh, I didn't realize. Austin. Yeah, so he was uh, hired in originally um, by WGNS as a sports reporter. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't understand a word he said, but, <laughs> but, it, but, but it was exciting. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, uh, it, Mr. Duffy, who I never met, but then Dennis Renier hired me on when I was 16 years old as a mm -hmm. lifeguard. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dennis really took the step of making the, the Parks and Recreation Department very relevant. And mm -hmm. uh, some of our biggest facilities are attributed to him. And then 
we've grown ever since, and I think our, I'm proud of our department. And it couldn't happen. We have amazing people, you know, yes, people you who understand uh, the essentials of customer service and having clean, safe, and fun facilities. That's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And we write, you know, write business plans for each facility and try to do it in the most cost-efficient way that we can. And then also, you know, we've got other facilities that are there uh, just for the community benefit. And that's yeah. com- you know, in a, com- a city the size of ours, that's absolutely essential to be able to make sure we're not missing anybody. So. You know, some of our programs we have going on now are for some of the, the youth that might not have the opportunity to participate in other things. Uh, so we're glad to get that stuff going back up. But, you know, we're, we're well supported. Uh, we're, I'm proud of our team. You know, I think our goal, our mission, my simple version of what we're supposed to do, I want to help people discover passion, you know. Yeah. So a life with passion, I believe, is a life with purpose. So we want to provide as many opportunities for people to develop passion. So if it's mountain biking, if it's jogging, if it's walking on the track, if it's going and doing Zumba class or yoga, you know, we can help people do that. And hopefully that leads to a life of passion for them uh, that in return yields just uh, many great things. Do you actually have uh, uh, time limits for certain things? Because I know uh, a friend... Uh, friends of mine, uh, Greg and Mentriette Tucker, she loves to swim, mm-hmm. and and we're talking about. There's no telling how many miles that she can swim. Seen, I mean, it's yeah. just unbelievable. And, I don't know if you've ever been for decades. Yeah. So I used to lifeguard and actually talk to the Tuckers when they'd come in. And oh, swim. really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. They sports come. Yeah, they're special people. Yeah. But but I know there's a big demand for those things now, mm-hmm. uh, and. How in the world, looking to the future, how in the world are, are you going to be able to take care of all the, the, the people as Murfreesboro continues to grow out? Do you have any special plans for yeah. the areas and what you're going to have there? You know, we do a lot of listening. We just completed our master plan that really looks towards the next 10 to 15 years and what we might need, you know, yeah. and what where is we might need to grow. Um, a lot of what we do is just preservation just in general. You know, mm-hmm. so much land is being taken up right now for uh, developments, that type of thing. So we look for opportunities where we might have p- future park develops, developments or preservation for natural areas. You know, mm-hmm. our, one of our most popular amenities is the natural area at Barfield Crescent Park. You know, we've got yeah. over 100 acres of just hiking trails and, you know, woods. Yeah. And that's, that's something that people really find valuable in a growing community. So that's one of the things that we look at. But we look at and see what industry trends are happening you know we need to we look kind of at concentric circles of you know areas that we serve and see if there's gaps where we're not serving the residents of specific parts of town and you know we've talked about that we're, we're looking at uh, at some point uh, in the not too distant future developing some type of park on the west side of town uh, in the blackman area we need that i think everybody agrees we need something what that looks like when it happens you know we've had to take a, a really hard look at and mm-hmm. see where we stand um, so we're pl- constantly planning for that but we're looking five ten years out in everything that we do yeah uh, and then making sure that we're providing as many different passion areas as we can and a lot of people say well, why would you build a mountain bike trail? I don't mountain bike, you know, but that same person might go to Sportscom and, you know, participate in, in, in water exercise or something mm-hmm. like that. So it may not be their use. But, right, right. You know. But that's that's a sign of a, a growing and vibrant community that we can provide a, a, a you know, a plethora of things uh, to the public. And it's the same thing with the, the Seagull Soccer, you know, project, the agreement that we've entered in with the Tennessee State Soccer Association. Um, you know, we're starting on a project, and it's really going to make Murfreesboro uh, the destination for soccer development in Tennessee. So that will bring in tournaments that will bring in, you know, have a significant impact uh, to the local economy while also serving, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families and 
thousands of kids uh, yeah. in the soccer community. But our goal is to look at as many different things as we can provide in a very quality way. You know, I go back to what they, they had the first baseball for, for young people, and, and, and it was over uh, at, at, the, uh, at the campus school, mm-hmm. as they called it back then. And I think it was, in ni- it was either 1949 or 1950. It was the only ballpark that was organized, <laughs> and the, the Kiwanis Club was actually the one that started it. And it was such a, uh, it was special to us because I was on either the first or the second year that they, they started. And I never will forget, I, I was drafted by the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I would ride up and down my, my uh, 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 home over, over there, the street. And I wanted people to see me because yeah, I, I, thought I, I thought I was a major league ball player right. during that time. And you're, it's, you're it's, it's gone up. from that, just having that little spot to just, it, it's actually exploded. Yeah. And I'm so happy that the kids have that opportunity to uh, be a part of something yeah. that, that, that's that amazing. You know, we talk about, you know, you, I think you mentioned it earlier, when, when you talk about budgets and you talk about just planning towards the future and allocating mm-hmm. capital money, that type of thing. You know, Parks and Recreation, we're not a critical service. You know, we, I'll recognize that. But we uh, hopefully have become a vital service to yes. our community. Yes, you know? um, and, and like I said, we understand where we stand in that. But, you know, it's up to us to prove that vitality. And, and we have so many uh, people who use our facilities, and we're thankful for the patrons that use them, you know. Uh, so our, our goal is to grow in a very responsible way and continue bringing those types of services. Now, having the people come in here and utilize the services, in, uh, in a lot of ways, they pay for those services, Absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. D- d- does that uh, kind of uh, uh, help the cost of building those particular uh, uh, sports uh, events and things like that? Yeah, you know, one of my focuses has been to take a look at what we do and how we operate and yeah. understand that there's a cost for us to operate. So yeah. in the past few years, we've implemented some player fees and some different fees and readjusted our fee package across the board mm-hmm. to recoup, to cover the cost of, you know, what it takes. So we've yeah. done that in, you know, probably about seven different areas, I think. Uh, and we, our budget's just increased, you know, dramatically uh, in, in what we did. I think we did a, uh, I forget, uh, it was probably about six months ago, so forgive me on the exact numbers, but I printed, presented to our commission, you know, we over the past five years have decreased our operating budget by effectively 10%, but increased our revenue by about 60%. Wow. So it, it's really interesting to see when you can apply the correct rates and provide the quality products and services and facilities that people want, you know, it can offset the budget impact of what happens within Parks and Recreation. Was, was soccer a hard thing to sell because... Uh, in this area, we didn't even know what soccer was as we were growing up. But is it one of those sports that, that seems to be catching the attention of the kids now? Uh, soccer has, absolutely. I think uh, it's one of those things. All of our sports are growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, soccer is thriving. We have uh, a lot of different clubs that want to come to Murfreesboro and make Murfreesboro their home. So it's one of the sports that really is growing. It's uh, it's something that's good for kids. Uh, and I think as people look for opportunities and different sports options, it's something that worldwide has been one of the most popular. And I think it's growing. And that's one of the, area why, one of the reasons that we put a focus in the expansion of the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex, which we're about to start. We decided just to start the first phase of that. So we're going to take mm-hmm. four fields and change those from 
natural turf fields to artificial turf fields. And then uh, sometime down the future, we'll finish the rest of the project, which will include an indoor facility and four more fields. Um, and then we'll partner with the Tennessee State Soccer Association to bring in some of these tournaments and help grow the sport here in Murfreesboro as well. You know, I think, Truman, I played soccer growing up here. And so, um, you know, it was such a good uh, outlet for mm -hmm. me. And that's what I think one of those things where Nate was talking about kind of being essential service versus non essential service. It's easy to say we don't have to provide parks and rec until you think about the impact that parks and rec has on so many lives adult lives, children's lives, that kind of thing. But, you know, soccer was one of those things where I think. You know, unlike golf or maybe basketball or football, you can really be exposed individually if you do not have certain skill sets or certain talents very, very yeah. quickly in those sports. In soccer, you know, you, you've got a, a team sport where running is really the biggest requirement. There's some skill set involved in that, but it's not necessarily as normal for people to know how to handle a ball with their feet versus mm -hmm. people using their hands in most other sports, which is what you do. And so I think the level of... Um, you know the level of skill overall I think people start much lower um, in soccer you know outside of those just those rare individuals that can actually you know play or can born to play were born to play you know most people use their hands hand-eye coordination is something we use all the time so in a lot of those other sports you see those those differences emerge really really um, in a significant way to whereas I think soccer especially at the lower levels when when you start it's a bunch of kids running up and down a field with a ball doing the best they can to figure out how to how to play. And, yeah. and obviously, the older you get, the more skill you have. But you think about what I would have been doing uh, instead of playing soccer in the afternoons and on the weekends. And, and you think about, you parlay that into, you know, kids that go to the sports comm, kids that go to Patterson Park, kids that are involved in golf, tennis. What would those children be doing? What would those young people be doing if they did not have those outlets and those opportunities? And so yeah. you can really make a good case that, you know, from a community development standpoint, that that is as essential as so many other things, maybe not housing, maybe not food, maybe, you know, those types of things. But from an overall development, you know, you could parlay that into education and how important it is. You know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, basically educating the whole child, focusing on the whole child in the Murfreesboro City School System. Mm -hmm. um, you know, activity, as we've talked about, is incredibly important. Having an outlet it is incredibly is. important, no matter what age you are. And I think we, it gets really easy, especially budget time, to undervalue what Parks and Rec brings to the equation. Yeah. So. Oh, I think it's, it's extremely vital. But, uh, Nate, the, um, is, is there any competition between uh, what you offer w with the kids, say like in baseball, mm -hmm. and, and uh, that, that's still a major sport for young people here in, in uh, Murfreesboro. And, but you have the travel teams. Is there any difference the, the way they handle the, 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 the uh, kids that are playing baseball and the travel team uh, that are that have probably more skills than yeah. the other kids you know our goal when we have any of our leagues you can say it for basketball baseball you know soccer all the recreational leagues that we provide 
we want to provide an outlet for people so mm -hmm. they can get engaged, they can learn the fundamentals, they can enjoy the sport. And there's mm -hmm. some people who just want to do that. You know, I was yeah. a kid playing soccer. That's what I wanted to do. And then eventually, you know, you get into where you say, I think I want to make this more of a part of my life. And then you can seek out those. So we do partner with some of these competitive leagues. Mm -hmm. And there's a place for that. But uh, we want to keep our focus on focusing on, on the kids and providing a good experience for them on the front end. So, again, it comes back to me for passion. So hopefully even a seven or eight-year-old can gain passion in something. And mm -hmm. then that hopefully gives them the purpose that they need right then and there. And it helps them to grow and develop. But, you know, there, there is uh, – we have a tremendous, you know, host of, of different competitive leagues, be it baseball, basketball, everything that we have. And um, – uh, there is a place for it, and uh, but we, we kind of just focus on the recreational side. Where do you have your uh, basketball? Uh, is, is that in um, most places, I guess, because yeah. a, a lot of them that I go into now. Yeah, so basket. are you talking about our, our, our youth league basketball? Yeah. Our yeah. youth league basketball is probably one of the biggest programs that we offer. Hmm. I think last year we had 1,160 kids participate in our youth uh, basketball wow. program. Wow. So. Uh, we're spread out all over the place. We go from Patterson, Sportscom, McFadden. Uh, we partner with the city schools to use their facilities to practice. So I think that, uh, I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but I think 10 years ago we were down to less than 300 kids playing uh, youth basketball. Wow. So our athletic staff do a tremendous job, and like I said, just focusing on the product and making that product clean, safe, and fun. And that's kind of the, 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 the baseline for everything that we're going to do. And, uh, it's, it's a great way of learning for the kids about other people and, and uh, being able to get along with yeah. them and, and 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 you guys have done a wonderful job it, it's it's almost like your second parents in, in 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 a way and and i know you watch what's going on sure. on, on the court and things like that that makes a big difference does they have to have supervision yeah absolutely and you know one of the things that, that i'm jumping around here a little bit it makes me think of something something else we do we call it our advantage sports league mm -hmm. and that's something that stemmed off from our miracle league which i don't know if, if anybody's ever been out there in the spring and fall when we, we have to skip the spring season but you should go out to mcknight park we've got our miracle mm -hmm. field that we partnered with david price who i went to high school with to uh, mm -hmm developed this this park and um we did he throw you teach you how to throw a baseball <laughs> no he was a he was you know the superior i was just the wrestler that's what i did so <laughs> the wrestler the wrestler yeah. that's what i did that was my sport of focus but yeah. david david was a much better athlete uh but david's a tremendous guy but we we built this facility and it it it's it's amazing if you're if you're having a bad day you can go out there and those kids are so uplifting it's so motivating to see the kids and their families, but that really parlayed into us creating a whole different set uh, of uh, opportunities for people of all abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, so on Saturday mornings, you'll see our staff working with uh, uh, groups of special needs, uh, doing basketball and all kinds of different sports. So it's that type of thing. You know, we, we're, we're here, we're as a safety net for the community in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. uh, but we do have very, you know, quality products and services that we're very proud of, and it couldn't happen without our staff. We have a tremendous staff. But, you know, we talk about passion and, and, and people, you know, uh, getting into something and then really growing that and then wanting to move forward with it. You could say the same thing just about everything that we offer. You know, a lot yeah. of people, they'll start out, they've never hiked before, or they'll start in our our backpacking course that we'll provide or come out with their family once a week to Barfield and learn about the backcountry trails. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, they're going to bigger, you know, state parks, the national parks. So that's kind of our role, and that's what we want to foster, that type of environment. You know, when you drive on Veterans Parkway and, and you, go, you go over there in the Barfield area and, and watch, it, there's always activity there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what time of day or what day it is. Yeah. 
the kids are out there enjoying themselves. And, and when you listen to the to them uh, as they do something special or, or whatever, it just kind of brightens up your day, doesn't it? I have the opportunity. My office is at Barfield Crescent Park, where the house right in front of the, the park, and my office sits on the, the the ground floor. And you just look out and you can see it, and it just I go it. by your your office all the time. I didn't even know you yeah, were there. Yeah, stop in and see me sometime. Yeah, yeah, we're we're the little house at the front. We put our money in parks, not park offices, is what yeah. I say when people come for a meeting. We're a little house built in the '60s uh, at the front of the park. Now you have law enforcement there. We do. We have a tremendous partnership with Murfreesboro Police Department. Yeah. Uh, we have, I think, eight park officers and then a park sergeant who patrol all of our park areas. The yeah. Greenway is a big area of focus. Yeah. Uh, it's an area where we've heard concern about in the past. People want more supervision. They just do a tremendous job with that. And um, yeah. yeah, we, we have uh, uh, several park officers and they're out in all of the park system. That's major for people to know when they get out and kind of like what we would consider the boondocks back in the old days. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're only uh, a stone's throw away from a law enforcement officer who is out there. And I, I remember we, we had a little bit of a buildup of homeless people up, up the street here, as we know, uh, uh, on the Greenway. And I used to run into them sometimes when I'd be out running. But uh, it's, it's good to know that you have people who are watching over you when you get out into an area like that said it perfectly and we have such a relationship with them where I can call you know with the sergeant or the captain over that specific area and we can talk to them about an area concern they'll have somebody there as soon as possible we have tremendous relationships and partnerships that's what it's all about right yeah. so yeah uh, our police department and fire department are just um, salt of the earth and they're there for us and it, our partnership with them has never been better talk about that too because we you know we invested a lot of money in fire station four uh, on uh, Medical Center Parkway, but we picked up some opportunities yeah. to do some very unique things related to access to the river, yeah. access that the you know first responders, emergency care can provide related to the runway. Talk about how yeah how that works. So Station Four is a, a tremendous facility, uh, but was designed and they consulted us in the design process to be able to respond. Y'all guys here? Are you are you here in music? Yeah. Well, let, let's take a quick break. I don't know what the music is for, <laughs> but well, let's take a break. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. We're discussing traffic with Councilman Smotherman. Eddie, I heard you were the swing vote in the approval of the bridge over Broad Street. Yes, I knew it would help our traffic flow in Murfreesboro, and I'm working on road improvements to get our traffic moving. If re-elected, it'll remain my priority. Paid for by friends of Eddie Smotherman for City Council. Eddie Smotherman, Treasurer. 
I'm Eddie Smotherman, and I'd appreciate your vote for Murfreesboro City Council. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not for profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. This August, you could win $20,000. $20,000. Or even $200,000. $200,000. Introducing two new instant games with two ways to play. Two ways to play. And two ways to win. Two ways to win. Double match and double match bonus. Double match and double match bonus. Double the fun. Double the chances. Double the cash. Double match and double match bonus. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. What began as a plan for a woman to sell a vehicle through Facebook Marketplace ended in a dangerous carjacking last week. Two suspects have been arrested, 18-year-old Jeremiah Cohill and 19-year-old Javian Brown, were charged with carjacking, conspiracy to commit carjacking, and theft. Brown also charged with possession of a firearm in the commission of a dangerous felony. Both men remain in jail at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center. Bond for Cohill has been set at $60,000. It's $89,500 for Brown. Both are scheduled to appear in Rutherford County General Sessions Court August 12th. By the way, the front parking lot of the MPD headquarters building has been designated as a safe meetup location for online purchases or child custody exchanges. Parking lot's well lit and is equipped with surveillance cameras. Well, whether online or in person, the new school year is getting underway across Tennessee. Governor Bill Lee said that the state is working on protocols on how to track and report coronavirus cases in schools. Governor Lee said he believes there's a need to protect privacy while also being transparent. He said a policy has not been finalized but expects to release details next week. Officials in Dixon County have canceled that lookout for a stolen school bus. Police issued a warning yesterday telling parents not to put their kids on school bus 1547 because it had been stolen from a parking lot at Oakmont Elementary. The bus, which is valued at nearly $100,000, had last been spotted near TriStar Medical Center late Monday night. Dixon County EMA says the bus has been recovered but did not release any information on where it was, its condition, or who may have stolen it. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. 
For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential. They're open. They're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. For the most part, nine out of ten people that are in those camps, that doesn't We're apply back. to. Yeah. Go ahead, you're your show. You weren't listening. Were I was you? not. Sorry. I like it when you, you, you just go off. I, I shouldn't say half cock. Well, I, think I don't it's know what, what the long-term term exposure is. to you is. You're you're good influence or bad influence, whichever that applies. <laughs> you used to t- when we first became friends. You were I was a good influence. You are, I see but over bad. the years, I seem like or, or the year or whatever, <laughs> I seem like I've gone in a different direction. <laughs> I think your new outlook on we got a lot to be thankful for and life is good to good things. So. Life is good. Yeah. It, it really is. But we have problems. We do. And, and, and a lot of times here in, in, in Rutherford County and in Murfreesboro, we try to address the problems before they get too difficult. And um, I don't know, uh, do you want to discuss it a little bit, uh, um, Nate and Ronnie, uh, about one of the problems that's starting to build up? Sure. And, and do, you, do you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah. Uh, of course, we all have seen. I'm happy for Nate too. <laughs> <laughs> Nate is—he's he, looking very angry hey, right no, now. He's, he's a one-time guest. Yeah, he's, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, this is fun. I'm good. All, all, all right. What's happened in all the, the a lot of the western states and in the major cities? One of the biggest problems that they've got is allowing people to be homeless mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and not addressing the issue and it, 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 after a certain period of time it becomes just being from homeless to just completely a disaster yeah and, and it, it's not a safe type situation it, it, and especially when you're looking at something like uh, what we've just been through but uh, Nate, I, I used to run the Greenway, mm-hmm. and every once in a while I would run into them, and, and I would see them in other places, and people just turned a, a blind eye w- when they were dealing with them, and everybody wanted to make, uh, I, I guess, uh, as far as the left wing is concerned, uh, they just want to just let them live their lives wherever they are and become a not only a public nuisance, but but they come they can become very dangerous right. as far as the people are concerned. And uh, is has anybody in in Murfreesboro addressed the problem because of the areas that they have uh, have camps and it uh, pretty much uh, uh, they feel like they own the place and yeah. and um, if, if if they have uh, difficulties, then we should take care of them. You know, I think um, if, I'd, be pretend, I'd be hiding under a rock if I said we didn't have a problem, you know, with some of our areas. It's one of the areas that we get the most calls and people are most concerned about uh, in some of the areas that we have. You know, I can just speak towards what we do, um, and it's something that we try. We want, like I said, we want our facilities to be clean, safe, and fun. Yeah. So, you know, we have a couple issues with a couple of those items, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways or the perception of that. So, 
uh, we work with our police department on a regular basis um, to go throughout the areas. Our parks officers go and we look for areas that there's an opportunity to make sure that we're uh, getting people the resources that they need who might be uh, camping on city property, which you can't do. So we tag those camps, we work with that. You know, I can say just as of yesterday, uh, the captain with the police department and myself were in three areas of concern. And mm -hmm. we go down there and we talk to people face to face and explain to them in a heartfelt way, you know, why that can't happen. Uh, but then we have to follow up and clean those areas out because some of those areas just have to be cleaned up. So it's, it's something that we're, um, we're continually working on. And it's something that uh, I won't give up on in making sure that uh, the, the Greenway, especially some of the areas that people, you know, brought areas of concern out, that we address that. And we, we do it. I do it hands-on. Our staff take care of it hands-on. And uh, our great uh, partnership with the police department is something that we continually work on. And um, I can see that happening as long as, as long as we need to. What is their attitude as far as have them move out where they are and, and, and uh, do you, is there any way to find a place for these individuals to go for a short period of time and then move on to something else. You know, a lot of the um, individuals we run across, they just need some help. So one of our goals is to provide them with information that they could uh, need to have to be able to access that help. And there are tremendous resources here in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. So if we uh, end up tagging a camp or talking to people, we carry brochures with us. and. Um, a lot of police officers know exactly where they can go, where they can go, and I've seen it firsthand. With, they do it with such compassion, uh, but help explain just the policy and the ordinance that's being violated in that. So, you know, our first goal is to try to get them pointed in the direction where people can help them, uh, and that's that's the first thing, and then we can uh, address from there. But anytime we deal with it, we always are, are come armed with Are these people that deal with mental situations as a rule? What do you mean, these uh, mental health? Yeah, I'm saying like with the police department. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, who 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 will they get them in touch okay, with? The, the, you're talking about the resources. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of resources, um, from um, from financial, from health, uh, to to mental well-being, yeah, to addiction issues. Uh, I can say there's there's a whole host of organizations that do just great work, and we try to point them in that direction. I'll tell you, I'll, I won't leave Nate out on this limb by himself here. Um, you know, one of the things that's really interesting. So I think he's doing a good job. Uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, I probably shouldn't say anything. Yeah. So, um, but in all fairness, you know, part of what's difficult about this is there are different sentiments within the community on how this should be handled and, and very strong feelings within the community on how this should be handled. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would land in the area of, you know, we can say um, X is the plan. This is what we should do. This is this is how it should be resolved. Mm -hmm. But I think where we fall short is the follow through of being committed to a resolution to some of those things. Mm -hmm. And that's not about Nate or Parks and Rec or the city. Um, you know, what what I think the the city council has taken the position. Maybe the mayor has taken the position. This is what we've tried to do. Is we've really tried to put uh, people in the um, nonprofit area in the community that serve other partner organizations to kind of fill the gaps where you know maybe we don't have um, a homeless shelter in Murfreesboro 
uh, whether you're for it or against it. Maybe we don't have some of the mental health resources uh, as a city, mm -hmm. um, but there are organizations, as Nate talked about, within the city that have those things. So we're trying to support those organizations. Uh, and I'll tell you, one of the things that's been interesting is, uh, you know, HARC, we've got, it was formerly the mayor's task force against homelessness, which now we call H3ARC. It's kind of complicated, but... Um, I've gone to some of those meetings. It's it's the collective group of many of the people within the community that are trying to serve this specific group of people uh, to make sure they have food and shelter and health care and, and mental health resources when in, when in fact they need those things. But what's interesting, and, and, and you know this may not be a popular statement, it's interesting to see the competing uh, interest amongst those uh, who are trying to serve because you have some that are very passionate about uh, a faith-based approach, which is why everything should be evolved. It's all around faith-based. You have others who come from a pure uh, housing standpoint that will say, you're not going to fix any of these problems until you fix the housing piece. And then you've got others that will say, well, if we'll just feed them, we feel like we're doing good in just making sure that they're not without a meal. And I think until, uh, and, I, and I guess kind of the position that I would take is, until we really uh, consolidate those varying interests into a specific plan about how the city's going to be involved, mm -hmm. how we're going to make sure that as we provide resources, we, we do have some accountability related to, you know, in, in receipt of these things, we expect progress, like we would expect in everything else that we do. We expect, you, you know, you to take uh, the help that's being provided. We expect you to be committed to the help that's being provided. Um, and the reality is the, the homeless thing is a really complicated issue. We, we can't use that as an excuse not to make progress, but it is a really complicated issue. And because, from my experience, you have a group there that uh, some of that group, uh, they have true mental health issues where you're not exactly dealing with someone that's decision-making ability is maybe the best in the world. You've got some that have addiction problems in addition to mental health problems where, you know, there's a substance that has control over them and which is preventing them from being able to make some of these good decisions. But you also have some that just want to live the way they want to live and they're not interested in, you know, your shelter or your solution. They just want to live the way they want to live and those are all different problems. And so when you're trying to solve those things and we're turning that over to certain agencies within the community who, again, layer in the complexity of their different interests and their different missions and what they're trying to do. Uh, I think I think the mayor's um, hark is a good concept. I think uh, what they're trying to do is good, but I think sometimes the, um, like all of us, we get measured in how we perform and, and judge based on the results that we get. I'm not sure I could say we're getting the results that we want based on what we're seeing in the community. Well, the, the sad thing about it is that they may be not able to make decisions at all or, or whatever is going on in their lives. But the problem is it's going to grow. That's right. It is, That's and concern. It's going to grow fast. Right. The, and, and Nate had said something. It's like a magnet. When people find out yeah. that Murfreesboro a is a somewhere. place to come yeah. and, and be part of a, a community right here in downtown Murfreesboro, then it becomes a major problem. Now, you, if you've got a soft heart, that's fine. Sure. But you have to have some accountability in what you do. And you can't let areas 
that uh, the, the reason that people come to Murfreesboro because it's safe, it, they're getting away from these other problems that some of these cities have allowed to grow and become a, a, an impossible situation. I, you know, I don't disagree with that, and I don't think it's fair to put Nate in a position or any of the staff. I think in a position. what he's doing is, 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 is do, they're doing a good job. They are. They're but, addressing the problem. But you've got to have elected officials. You've got to hold elected officials accountable yeah. for getting results in those areas to, to empower Nate. And whomever Y'all are else. not going to hire Nancy Pelosi to come over here and address the problem, are you? Uh, we got to make sure we have good people, so we're going to let Nate and other good uh, leaders of our city do that. But they've yeah. got to have the support of the city council. Yeah. So. For us, there are ordinances that we can enforce. There are right. part policies that we yeah. enforce. And right. it's through you know, uh, our partnership with the police department that we don't put our head in the sand. And right. we're out actively yeah. addressing that. And I can say uh, it's done with compassion. We've dealt with some situations where, you know, um, we've been accused of not having heart and you know compassion but you know some of these areas we just have to um you know enforce what we have on hand and right and yeah. that's what i'm going to do as long as i'm in this position how, how are you going to just come uh, from what i just said how are you going to keep that from happening uh, because you you you're you're seeing it firsthand you're starting to see it grow um and and, and as those type things happen how are you going to break it up to the point where it's going to be a manageable situation. You know, I think um, Ronnie said it best when he said, you know, we've got uh, so many things that have happened. It's taken years to get us here, and I think we've got some of the right people coming into place, and we've got to get some unity in how it's approached. Mm -hmm. uh, but until we have kind of a standard community approach to what it looks like, uh, and I think we're getting there. Uh, but right now, what we hinge ours on are park policies and, and city ordinances that are being violated. And then hopefully getting people the help they need uh, with the heart that we have of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro is an exceptional place for yeah, loving right. people. So you know we don't we don't change that approach to dealing with uh, uh, with difficult situations like this. Mm -hmm. So uh, we want to keep that mindset. We want to have compassion. We want to have heart. We want to uh, represent something greater than ourselves in everything that we do. And I say we we do that every time we can. Uh, but there are also uh, policies and ordinances that we do follow and that we do enforce and we want to get people the help they need so ultimately you know what we can do is uh, steer people in the right direction and hopefully leave it up to them to get to the place they need it's, it's kind of like when you have an alcoholic if you have an alcoholic that doesn't want help right. or somebody that's on drugs that doesn't want help you're not going to do them one bit of good and, and all it all it's going to do is become a combative problem in that particular area well, you know, it's a great analogy because the other thing about dealing with, you know, a substance abuse issue like that, there's the piece where people protect that person because they don't want that person to be embarrassed. They don't want that person to bear the consequences of whatever that particular addiction may be. Mm -hmm. and, and there's some of that in dealing with the homeless problem. And so, you know, I think what happens is, again, depending on if your mission is faith-based purely, uh, or, or what your specific nonprofit organization stands for is really about, you, you find yourself in a situation where we're getting partial solutions, but it gets very um, complicated because people feel good through their organization and mission that they're helping, which they are, but they're not getting the result that we need. And in many cases, by not solving the problem, we're enabling these things to, to continue and the, the sad thing about that, in my, you know, from my perspective, is you've probably got a handful of organizations that feel really good about the progress that they're making, but they're not getting the result 
ultimately that I think people want to see, which is, you know, if that alcoholic situation you mentioned, until you get help and you grow beyond that, you're not helping that situation. Whatever you're doing that's not getting a change in that behavior, a change in the quality of life, the ability to move forward, you know, without that illness, you're not getting the results. So I think results-based, going back to <clears throat> making sure that when and where we have the opportunities to move those folks from those homeless camps into productive um, areas where they can be self-sufficient, where they can you know, have the things that they need in order to be successful, we're going to continue to struggle with that. And, and to that group, however small it may be, that is not interested in help, that just wants to you know, tent camp and do those kinds of things, uh, we've got to have the will to make sure we say you're not going to do that in Murfreesboro. Well, you know they have trains in, in Nashville, and uh, uh, they go all the way to San Francisco. <laughs> do trains really go from Nashville to I San Francisco? I think so. I, I think so. That. that may be. Yeah. Airplanes do for sure, but yeah. I don't know about trains. I don't think I'd, wa I don't think I'd want them on the airplane, but... but you know there are, there are cars in in, in with the, the trains have that did you, did you ever pull somebody over for jumping in those rail cars no i i never did i always thought that sounded fun it was dangerous obviously but i always <laughs> thought that sounded fun yeah well there's a lot of fun things in law enforcement yeah, there really are i bet nate would make a great uh, chief of police. What do you think? <laughs> he's got a good temperament. Yeah, for he's it. got a great temperament. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I, I think there's a little bit of hardcore in, in Nate a little bit. He hides I, a, I, little, I like a little that. bit of hardcore. I like that. That's what I wanted to do as a child. I wanted you, to be. You, yeah, I saw you. I grew up with you. Yeah. Seeing you every week at church. Yeah. You were the coolest one. And I remember uh, one I time. I was cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Here we go. Yep. yep. <laughs> I remember one time I, I forgot. I was probably seven or eight years old and I said something. I said, hey, Truman. And my dad stopped me and he said, no, that's Sheriff. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, yes sir, yes sir. So you see, your your dad was famous for driving sports cars. Uh -huh. Yeah, I I think he got pulled over one time, and pulled into the church parking lot, and that was an embarrassing thing for him one time. Bless so, his heart. Isn't that sad? Yeah, <laughs> he was in a hurry to get to Jesus. He was yeah. in a hurry to get to church. So we yeah. did have a great church, didn't we? We had we had everything was perfect. They had the, the some of the best music you've ever heard. Now talk go what back church? To your talk about that. Southeast Baptist. Okay, off Minerva Drive. We uh, and, and see, I was a uh, Church of Christ. I was born in the Church of Christ. But Jackie and I, we we, we would come to some uh, agreements. Like uh, when we were in uh, Donaldson, uh, we would go to that uh, Lebanon Road. Of, uh, Church of Christ there, yeah. but when we came to Murfreesboro, a lot of her buddies were uh, at Southeast, mm -hmm. and and, uh, and I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, answer this phone. It's Sarah Bell. <laughs> Go ahead and it. He's going to answer that I've on the radio. It. I've, I've lost it. Nope. Bless her heart. That's a call back, Sarah Bell. Uh, I'm, I'm sure she's going to talk about Southeast. Baptist. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. I imagine you have a lot of listeners that could talk about Southeast. She's calling back. <laughs> yeah. And answer it, Nate. She finally got through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were all like family over there, and 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 that's part of what the blessing of a church is. You, you become, uh, you 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 kind of pull together, and you have. Uh, you just enjoy each other, and it's it's just a pleasant venture. Um, so let's. Do you want to talk any more about that, or you want to go to something else? We can go to something else. Okay. Um, 
but uh, let's talk about the election. So we got the election tomorrow. Right. Uh, 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 is it the national election or is more important? Is it the city election and the local election? local city council election? Yeah. So, is, is that going to be an, an important uh, um, turnout tomorrow? Well, they said the turnout's been really good. Uh -huh. um, I, I don't know what that means per se, but um, that means there'll be a lot of folks voting. Mm -hmm. And so. It's um, been a big vote already. Right. Yeah. So, your prediction for uh, city council race, how's that going to shake out? I think that one of, one of them will win. And 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 uh, I th actually three of them will win, okay. and one is going to lose. Okay, well that's yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah, it is. I, I I think that there may be a change in one of the seats. Okay, that's fair. Do you, do you, are you comfortable saying who you think is going to lead the vote count? Um, you have any insight based on? Uh, I think if you were running right now, you would be the number one. I, I was vote last getter. last time. So yeah, I, I know. The winners, I was but, last. But, but you are you have gotten very uh, much stronger because people relate to you better. Well, I appreciate and, and they that. love the way that you tackle each problem that comes across your desk. I'll tell you what was really impressive to me is uh, Madeline Scales Harris. Uh, you know, kind of torturing Rick and I. You know, Rick. Madeline had about 9,000 votes. Rick had 7,400, I think, from memory, and I think I had 7,200, and there was a big drop-off from there. But uh, that was really impressive. I mean, Madeline, you know, 9,000 votes. That's impressive. You think yeah. you think somebody will get 9,000 votes this time? They may because there's going to be a lot. I think there will be more people voting this time Sounds like than, they're going than, to than it was the last time. So I think it will be a, a, a still a heavy turnout tomorrow. So I, I think that uh, we have some good candidates. We really do. But uh, if the people would uh, spend the time and the effort to research everything that goes on before they make a vote, mm -hmm. it makes a major difference. It, it really does. And uh, you can't just let it be a toy for you right you have to go in and you have to accept the responsibilities that are given you and you have done that and i i, I was i think that's why pinnacle bank put you in charge uh, uh, of the uh small businesses that were really in trouble i mean there were a lot of them trouble in, in right here in rutherford county and, and in murfreesboro and I think that's why Pentecost, because you did not have one business that did not get their loans. That, that's true, but the, for the record, um, there were a lot of good folks at Pinnacle doing those same things, and yeah. we did our part, uh, but Pinnacle just did an exceptional job. The yeah. bank as a whole did an exceptional job doing that, and uh, you know, you, we've talked about this. I had a great team. Um, I, I could go on and on about positive things about Pinnacle Bank, but you know, that was a really hard period of time for our bankers at Pinnacle, for bankers everywhere. And uh, I can tell you, you know, we were trying to be competent to serve people that we're accustomed to serving in really, really good fashion mm -hmm. with very little information, very little expertise, with something that was very new to all of us. And so, you know, we were scrambling to try to do the best we could. But when you get those wins, we were talking about sports earlier with, you know, with kids and those types of things. 
when you when you have the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life and to make a difference in someone's business, I mean it's a it's a really fulfilling, rewarding job. And so I'm very thankful for my job, and I'm very thankful for for Nate and to serve with Nate, you know, uh, on the city council. And it's been a tough year, but it's usually those hardest moments which make you appreciate and value those things the most. Now, how would you rate Nate's performances? Uh, over, over the years that, well, not years, but year or two, that, that, that uh, he has performed for the city of Murfreesboro. I know I, I, on a scale of one to ten. Well, so he's been in his role two years as director. as director of Parks and Rec. Yeah. And so um, I could probably, I would, I would feel more comfortable ranking him based on my personal interaction with him mm -hmm. and just based on observation. I'm not in the Parks and Rec department on a daily basis, so candidly, I perceive that he does an excellent job. Yeah. But I can tell you what I think I know about Nate, and uh, he is—he's a great communicator. I'd give him very, very high marks in that. You can tell he's very passionate. He's talked about that today, mm -hmm. uh, not only about you know Parks and Rec, but really the mission of Parks and Rec and who it serves. Um, I can tell he is a great leader. Uh, he is—he is thoughtful, and he is respectful in his tone and how he speaks to people and I think people like him and you know how you treat people matters it um, does more than lot. anything it, it really does yeah. and so you can accomplish the mission but if you if you can't do it in a way where you're lifting people up and encouraging people to grow mm -hmm. and being positive in what you do um, you know you're not going to have the love and fanfare of the people that work for you so from my observations, um, he is a great leader of Parks and Rec. He's a great, you know, senior leader of our staff in the city, and we're really lucky to have him. From what he just said, Nate, I think you deserve about a $20,000. Is that what you think? Yes, I, I, I really believe that. From what I've heard of you today, I, I, I don't think they give you enough credit. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm blessed. I appreciate the kind words. We have a tremendous staff. I can't tell you. You really do. We, we really do. And when we talk about it, I know with Ronnie's business, there was a time where information was changing, not just daily, but hourly. Right. And having staff and having people who are committed and bought in and who can adapt with that and change and trust and listen, that's the biggest part. So right, I think, yeah. you know, our organization as a whole, uh, we've developed some really good relationships and partnerships that hadn't been there in the past from departments. And we have great people across the board uh, working, yeah. working hard to really, you know, serve the residents of Murfreesboro in the best way we can. Uh, and I think uh, big things are coming. It's exciting times, but I'm certainly proud of our park staff, uh, all, every, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I'm, pr I'm proud of what you do over there, Nate. Well, and, and, uh, um, I, I, and I'm proud of you, Ronnie, Thank you, sir. for having him over there in that particular position. And you guys pretty much across the board have have done a, a special, uh, you, you've given uh, Murfreesboro a special gift as far as the people that you've got in in those areas. In, uh, well, that's why I wanted Nate and others to come on because yeah. there are so many great people in leadership positions serving the citizens of Murfreesboro that I think people don't have an opportunity to meet. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity for people to hear them talk, uh, to get to know them a little bit, and to see some of the things that, you know, makes me really, really proud of, yeah. of, of our folks in the city. Of course, Nate, he, come, he comes from great leadership from his dad and his mom and home stock yeah that really does make a <laughs> that difference that does make a difference uh, uh, yeah i've blessed
Truman. I've got a great family, uh, <laughs> you, great job. You do have a great uh, family. Great kids, great wife. I'm yeah. a blessed person. Well, I'm proud of you. Hey, by the way, today's uh, the city mayor, uh, Shane McFarland's birthday. So I think he's 55. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think he's my age. He's either 46 or 47. I don't exactly I thought you were older than that. I just look older than that. Yeah. So, but, uh, it, it, it's all that effort that you put in to help will, run the city. It will city. age you. It turns yeah. your hair gray. Yeah. I think he'd really appreciate you singing it to him over the airwaves. I think you, if I could sing, I would do would that, you? but I can't. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't do that, no, sir. I tell tell that. Mama to call and then yeah. sing yeah. happy birthday. Nobody can sing like her. We'll do that. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock, and it is election day. Yeah, that's right. Go vote. And, and it's going to be a special day. Please, if you haven't voted, get out and, and, and tell the city and, and, and the county and whatever uh, how you feel about things. See you in the morning at 9. Thanks, Truman. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com.